This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Morena no mai kiti korero. Welcome to the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo Irarangi Onatangata o Manawatu. This is the one and only catch up this week. I am on annual leave, but we've made a special exception uh, for Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion uh, because we haven't caught up for a while and also we're pre recording this on Friday. Uh, good morning to you. <laughs> Morena, oh, I feel so special. <laughs> oh, well, you should. Uh, no one heard a thing. Um, so, just talking off air, um, basically, I think the theme of today's conversation will be sit tight and wait for 2022. Yeah, pretty much. Which I think in 2020 we were going sit tight <laughs> yeah. and wait for 2021. <laughs> I know. Is this, I, I mean, we can get into some of the specific events, but are people just going to have to start to think about events differently? Absolutely. Yeah. In that you, well, I mean, how do you do that? Because... Events like concerts or, I mean, you need like rural day, rural Mm. games, all those sorts of things. You need people to make them work. Mm. You can't do them virtually. No. You could potentially do them by spreading everyone out and having someone sit outdoors in a little white deck chair two metres from anyone else or, you know, bubbles separate. But the logistics, Mm -hmm. it's hard enough trying to organise the recycling for an event. Yes, indeed. Yes, Um, definitely have to reimagine things nowadays. Um, Speaking of Rural Day, we've had to postpone that. That was Mm. supposed to be this Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, But just logistics of trying to um, hold these events. When you're a small team with not a huge um, volunteer base, it just becomes just absolutely unimaginable. Yeah. <laughs> like we just well, don't even I, know how to, how to go it, there. Because I, I remember, you know, there's a lot of events that we've been involved with uh, as MPR th- over the years and they're always run by small teams. Yes. And if you add complications, are people just going to go too hard mm. or will there will always be someone that goes, oh, I'll have a go. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and have a go. Yeah. <laughs> but these, I mean, in these in these times... Um, you know, there's so many restrictions that it just becomes absolutely impossible to mm. be able to monitor. And being, we've got to make sure we're, we, we are responsible with the way that we hold events. So concerts are a thing that you could possibly do because you can literally put seats two mm. metres apart. Yeah. And, um, and, you can ha- and it's ticketed so you can have people coming in and out. When it's a general giant big event outdoors that's um that's just open to the public or craft fairs there's a lot of craft fairs but you know christmas parades coming up and stuff like that those things become very very hard because you have to have social distancing which when it's a family event you're right um and you have to make sure well i'm I'm a strong advocate for putting your children on leads so maybe this is a good (laughs) good opportunity well indeed (laughs) i don't know if my 14 year old will let me put him on a lead but hey no child lets you but it's safer sometimes Indeed. Yes. So those sorts of things are the things that we're trying to deal with at the moment and trying to come up with creative ways of of working around. But for Rural Day, unfortunately, we're just going to have to postpone. And are are you a person that ascribes to the notion that the government keeps moving the goalposts in this regard? Or are you the type of person that goes, well, no, I can see the consistency in the messaging? 
Uh, I don't think the the messaging is consistent, but I can see the rationale behind what they're doing. Mm. So I think it's been incredibly confusing with what we've been told recently, especially poor Auckland, like mm-hmm. goodness me, with this level 3.12569. You can go it's, to the toilets on days with a T in them, <laughs> the days with a T in the name. Yeah, it, it just becomes very, very confusing. And that's when you get people breaking the rules yeah. because you can't figure out what... What's what? Yes, and I remember uh, relaying a story that was running stuff about a, a couple that came down from Auckland for a funeral and then didn't even go to the funeral and watched it via video link. And we were all going, well, what the hell's going on? The story behind that is a lot more complex. Mm. The full details are in the Manawatu standard now. And it's a heartbreaking story. Mm. And they didn't actually do anything wrong. The police let them out of Auckland, mm. but it's the confusion around... It and the uh, the lack of empathy and compassion in mm. some instances, mm. but with a view to trying to protect the country. Very complicated. It Glad is, I'm not doing it. It is very, very complicated. And uh, yes, I do not even want to be a politician and make, be making those kinds of decisions. I can understand um, with the Delta strain the reason, the rationale behind trying to um, to minimise mm. risk. Um, it's just that we need to get our communication better. And it's also about communicating in different formats and different platforms in different ways because very good at going on one in three news at one o'clock in the afternoon, um, going on Facebook and, and Instagram and, and the website. But if you don't ascribe to any of those forms of media, how do you find out information? Well, I spoke to Tangi Utakeri on Friday and we were talking about Super Saturday, which I not had not heard of until Tangi, mm. Tangi's office said we, he would like to talk about Super Saturday. Google, Google, mm. Google. Um, and, and I put that down to in the past week or so, I've sort of fallen off the news radar. I normally keep abreast mm. of things uh, and that's fine. But, you know, for me to lose sight of it a little bit, I'm still onto it, and I hadn't heard of Super Saturday. Mm-hmm. So the general public, absolutely. And I also think that the most of us that ha- that do ke- usually keep up with the news are a little bit news fatigued. Mm-hmm. So, and also, so we, you know, you turn on the six o'clock news, and you see all of this, the same thing: doom, doom gloom, gloom, COVID, COVID, COVID. Mm-hmm. And actually, other things in the world are happening, and we're not paying attention to that because we're just fatigued and we just turn it off. Uh, I'm worried about the vulnerable communities out there that don't watch news, that aren't um, connected, that are isolated. It's a horrible, horrible stereotype, but from a Palmerston North point of view, the areas that have the worst vaccine rates at the moment are Awapuni, Mm. Highbury, parts of Westbrook. Mm. It's it's a... it's a horrible stereotype, but it's it's obviously bearing fruit. And mm. so, they're, you know, Palmerston North are coming up with ideas. I think Grant Smith suggested they use the, the library bus to go out and do vaccines that way. I kind of shot, bro, mm. you know, 0.5. But I don't know. I, yeah, how mm, – I, I don't understand the government's comm strategy in mm. all this. There mm. should be billboards and newspaper adverts and social media and Everywhere. letter TikTok drops. TikTok and, and everything. Oh, God, TikTok. Don't even get me started on TikTok. Yeah, but that's what our children use. So – you know, my children are both vaccinated, um, and by the time this goes live to either we'll be fully vaccinated, we'd had our first, we're getting our second this afternoon. Um, but that's because I educate them on it. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole huge uh, um, chunk of young people between the ages of 12 and 30 that are not, and particularly the ages 20 to 30, once they've left home and mm-hmm. they are not influenced by their appearance and they're not living at home, 
that's actually one of the worst rates of, um, of vaccination in the country. And now they're suggesting that we should drop the eligible uh, population from 12 up to 5 and up, mm, mm. which is going to make it even harder. Mm. But at some point, you've got to assume this is going to migrate to schools. Absolutely. In terms of um, vaccines being given at mm. schools, the, mm. the COVID one will, will join. I remember getting my measles, mumps, rubella yes. and TB at school. Yes, uh, yes, we had the, uh, in the 80s, we had the hepatitis C vaccines going through schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the, you know, they still do the MMR ones uh, and the tetanus ones at intermediate age. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? I, with the schools, um, I heard on the news, I did actually watch the news last night, uh, that the Ministry of Health, uh, Ministry of Education is um, looking into whether they make it mandatory for teachers and support staff to be vaccinated. Um, and that's not actually coming from Ministry of Ed, that's actually coming from the teachers' councils. Yeah. Um, they are the ones that are pushing for that, which is great. Um, my husband is the caretaker at Fielding Intermediate, and while they obviously can't at the moment uh, mandate from a staff point of view, they are encouraging the staff to be vaccinated um, and really supporting them to do so, which is really good because those, you know, the most vulnerable are those that can't be vaccinated. And apparently we should be gearing up for uh, when the schools return for masks to be mandated for students and, and teachers, which I think should have been done from the start, but that is my own little humble opinion. I know, I was very surprised when we went out of lockdown that the high school students weren't made to, to wear them. So both my children are, are at high school. and A lot of kids went with them and yes. then the peer pressure took over. That's right, um, because it wasn't compulsory. Mm. So both my children took them with them um, and um, my 14-year-old said to me, I'm not wearing them unless my teacher wants me to and then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Well, none of the teachers encouraged, well, not encouraged, didn't... didn't um, Discuss it. So nobody, like there, there might have been out of 1,500 kids, five children coming out of the school gates with them still on. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, uh, Super Saturday is going ahead on the 16th mm. of October. What can people in fielding and districts expect? Mm. I'm assuming Manfield will be doing Manfield something. Manfield are already doing it. Yeah, so they, from uh, last Thursday, whatever date that was of October, until this coming Thursday, you do not need a um, an appointment to go and get vaccinated at Fielding. Do you uh, still have to be from Fielding in Manawatu or are they not checking your address either? No, that you just have to have Because that's how it started. People yep. were driving over from Palmy to get oh, the Oh, well, uh, during lockdown, people drove from Wellington to Manfield. Not on. Not, <laughs> not a good idea. Um, this is the, the cool thing about the Manfield drive-through. Is this is a collaboration between Fielding Health, uh, Nati Kofata, the Manawatu District Council, and a bunch of other agencies to Tahi, um, and it's just been amazing. Like the amount of people that have dro- that's how we got our first vaccines. We all drove, my family drove through in lockdown because what else did we have to do? <laughs> Has anyone figured out what that black helicopter is that's flying over twice a day? No. I've been talking about this for weeks on the catch-up, and no one can tell me. I think it's vaccine deliveries, but there's a black Ooh. helicopter that flies right over my house, sort of near Colleton, Bunnythorpe yeah. area, uh, sort of in between fielding and Palme, but, you know, they could you know, helicopters can turn. Um, but it, it goes towards the cities in the morning and mm. leaves in the evening. But half past five every night it flies over oh, I'm going to have to have a look tonight, then mm. I have no idea. Mm. Oh, go on my <laughs> Facebook page. There's a video. Um, but, yeah, it's not like, it's not like a little 
domestic helicopter. Big black mm. suite looks like Airwolf or something. <laughs> Exciting things are happening. Um, so, yes, yeah, Super Saturday is happening across the country. Manfield have been doing it already. But basically, anyone who hasn't had their first or second, mm-hmm. even if you're booked somewhere else. Yeah, even if you're booked. So um, just make sure then... Is that not ha- complex? I, I well, think if of you the have, poor administrators. If you have booked somewhere else, please just be courteous and ring wherever mm. you're booked and say... Um, can I please cancel my booking? I've already had it done, or mm. I'm going to go through the mm. drive-through. Yes, please do that because that—that's not fair um, on those. Yeah, poor administrators. We were actually—I heard on RNZ uh, in a similar vein in the courtesy department. Uh, Kiwis need to improve their table manners and uh, cancel their bookings in restaurants yes. if they're not going to use them because apparently no-shows are up a ridiculous amount oh, that's to the extent where people in some of the big centres are booking tables at two or three places and deciding on the night where they want to go and oh then just my not goodness. To- uh-huh. <gasps> In a pandemic society where oh, hospitality are struggling, uh, yes, mm. I hope that's not happening in Fielding or Manawatu. Um, now, last time you were here uh, a little while ago now, we were talking about the not award ceremony <laughs> for uh, the acknowledgement yes. of the business community um, in Fielding and Districts, uh, the economic uh, contributions that they make and the resiliency mm. uh, and general awesomeness that they provide in the community. Uh, this is going to be a virtual show. Now. Yeah, because COVID struck again yes. right on the date when we were um, we were set to host our gala dinner. So we were going to be having a big gala dinner event where we could acknowledge and celebrate um, our local businesses on the 25th of September, but you know, that didn't happen. Uh, so we had to, I'm going to use all the cliches in the world, pivot, be nimble, flexible, all of those things. Swear job, swear job, <laughs> all <laughs> the money in the swear job. <laughs> to try and reimagine it because we had... 88 nominations of 52 businesses, um, incredible engagement, um, 3,000 plus votes for our people's choice. So we couldn't just leave that. Mm, We wanted to make mm. sure we really did um, celebrate that. So we've turned virtual, which a lot of people roll their eyes when we say you're going to host a virtual event. But hey, it's 2021. Even without COVID, this is a digital era. So let's just reimagine. And um, so on Tuesday last week, we filmed the the uh, um, the celebration. Um, I think I did about twenty seven takes. <laughs> Still, it'll be spotless. Uh, it was. It's going to be amazing. So, um, so myself and the panel that we had that were selecting the the businesses all um, did our little little bits. So we have Rex Wheeler, who was the. Um, the principal of Manchester Street School and has had a very long affiliation with St John's. So he's our community contribution um, champion. Uh, Sinead Gill from Stuff is our Manawatu Champions champion. Uh, Vonis Walker from Potama Trust, who's also a board member for Fielding and District Promotion. She um, is championing, championing <laughs> sustainability improvers. And then Dean Williamson from Glo- Global HQ is our champion for business innovation. So cool topics. Mm-hmm. You know, we've really had some like very, very impressive um, nominations. So that, that goes live on our YouTube channel, but you can also find it through our Facebook page and our website oh, at 7pm on Friday the 29th of October. Awesome. Very exciting. It will be exciting. It's a shame you can't do it in person because oh, mm. I suppose you would have gone and bought a frock if you were being filmed. I bought half a frock. I was going to say, <laughs> actually, that's incredibly sexist of me. You're no, but not it did. Incl- you're not, you're not meant, you not have to wear a frock, yeah. in a trouser suit, whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, no, dig I, a hole for it. Yeah, I had bought um, a, a skirt but hadn't purchased the top half of my outfit. So, yeah, that, that was a bit sucky. I don't think I'll ever wear the skirt anywhere else because it's, it's almost like a tutu. But anyway, I, um, you know, that's just the way it is the, these days. Mm-hmm. I'll have to just 
rock it out. Maybe next time I come here, I'll wear my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there will be photographs. Uh, we are here with Wendy Carr, not in a tutu this time, uh, from Fielding and District Promotion, looking at what is going on in Fielding and District. Uh, mostly, sadly, cancellations and postponements for things like Rural Day, the Rural Games. Uh, the first aid course is going ahead on Thursday the 28th. Uh, St John's are doing a first aid course. If you're interested in that, get in touch with Fielding and District Promotion. But I guess, I mean, we've just talked about the the business awards, the acknowledgement, the celebration of business. Business, even though we're in level two, I still imagine that the lack of interaction with Auckland must be hurting. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Supply chain has been disrupted hugely, particularly in the construction sector, Mm -hmm. uh, but also in the retail sector. We've got, you know... um, this happened last uh, last year as well, but um, just people just can't get stuff. So if you, I know it's only October, but you probably need to think about Christmas now mm-hmm. because um, the you know things stock levels are going to diminish, and we are not going to be able to get those things that we want to get. The alternative, and I'm just putting this out there, is to postpone Christmas. I'm not well, a grinch. Hey. Um, for, for those Christians out there, there's a reason why they have Christmas on those dates. For the rest of us, you can have Christmas at any time of the year. Exactly. I'm, I um, think we I'm never good. actually celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day because there's too many of us in our family, so we end up having it on the weekend before or the mm-hmm. weekend after or sometime within the month of December when everyone's off work. But um, I don't I, – I, I like – I'm a love Christmas because for me, I stop and do nothing and eat lots and spend time with my It's going to be a weird Christmas because mm. I was speaking to Tangi Utakere about this uh, on Friday and, you know, we're waiting. The vaccination rates by Friday were up around 80%. Well, in terms of people who had had their first mm. dose plus everyone that had had their both doses, you can assume we're going to be up about 80% mm. when everyone who's had their first gets their second. 20% still unvaccinated. Yes. And I don't think there's really any excuse for that other than... Is that counting the legitimate, in air quotes, people that have uh, compromised immune systems or going through medical treatments that can't have it for a legitimate reason? Don't know if that's the case. But still, 20% mm. of the population have gone, uh, not for me, thanks. Mm. 20, the, the health service can't cope mm. with 20% no. of the population unvaccinated no. because, as I said, Tangy wouldn't say this categorically was the roadmap, but it has to be, I am assuming. Once the vaccination rate slows down, they're just going to have to say, well, that's everyone we can hit. It's an education game now. That's going to take time. We've just got to open up the the borders, get everything working like level one was, at least to begin with, and then think about the borders. The health service is going to crumble if Mm. 20% of the population Mm. have to go into hospital. That, they, that, we were already struggling. So, and that means 20% of the population are likely going to be in hospital over Christmas. Mm. We, we're all, our health system, particularly here in the Manawatu, was already struggling without COVID. So if we look at just what happened over the winter with the RSV that went through mm-hmm. the Manawatu, um, the emergency department was oh, well and truly over capacity. Uh, I know a lot of nurses and doctors that work in, the, in that sector who mm-hmm. are just absolutely terrified of COVID coming through because yeah. they can't cope as it is. No, and it's not just tw- the 20% that are unvaccinated. It's all the elective surgeries that aren't going to happen because the hospitals are overrun mm-hmm. with COVID, which means that people are going to die down the line because mm-hmm. they didn't get that nasty little lump cut mm-hmm. out in time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all the people that have suddenly mental health, uh, serious mental health issues as a result of all the stress. The mental health wards overrun and they're mm-hmm. trying to make that bigger, but it's 
it's just not happening. My God, if mm. you're not vaccinated, do it. Mm. Mm. Sorry. Mm. The, the hardest thing, and we all know it, is social media is a skewed on society. Mm-hmm. But we all play the game. Wasn't it brilliant when Facebook broke for a day? I didn't even notice. It was. Oh, I did. And it was bliss. Yeah. I didn't because I was filming celebrating business. Uh-huh. So I was actually, because normally, like most people, get up, have my breakfast, read some news, go to Facebook, mm. go to Instagram, then go to work. But I didn't because I was in such a rush to get myself ready to go to this that I didn't even notice. And then I saw the news at lunchtime and I was like, oh, oh what? Oh, wow. But like social media, too many, pe- too many people get their news and their information from social media. Mm. Um, and there's been lots of memes and things posted about, um, about anti-vax and, and about the misinformation that's being spread. Uh, and I do know a few people that are sharing a lot of that stuff and it becomes very concerning because they're scared. Yes, isn't it interesting though that they go, oh, it's very dangerous and all these problems. How many people have have died of the vaccine in New Zealand? Mm. I think there's been one or two. There's been one confirmed. Yeah. The thing is when you're scared... And 50% of the population have been vaccinated. The problem is when you're scared, you will cling to anything that helps you validate how you're feeling. Mm. And so you're looking at me like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, but but these people are scared. So the only way to get through to them is not to yell and scream and shout at them. Yeah, that's where I go wrong. Yeah. So if you if you are feeling something and someone tells you how you're feeling is wrong, you're going to go, if you, mm. I'm, I'm going to just dig my toes in even more. So we need to be able to go out and reach out to them in a different way. We need to really be showing them the kindness. And that actually... I've been vaccinated and I'm fine. Mm. You know, my whole family's been vaccinated and we're fine. What are your concerns? Let's talk through that. Mm. Go and talk Funnily to your enough, GP. Funnily enough, the voice in my head has started to sound like Bill Gates, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> we need to show a little bit of kindness with these people. They're scared. Um, and if if you can't get through, then uh, unfriend them. Yes. <laughs> you know, like at the end of the day, I have had to, for a couple of people, just go, I don't want to hear this anymore. It could be the, the start of a new reality TV oh, series, yes. Unvaccinated the, the Island. island. <laughs> that could be interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. Just uh, very quickly, though, before we go, the whole point I was making around, you know, Auckland being sort of mm. cut off from the rest of us. Now it's uh, parts of Waikato and mm. it's, it's slowly working its way down. Business being affected. Um People must be crying out for support um, locally. It's been a really interesting time this time around. Uh, last year when we went through the first lockdown, which I'd only been in the job for a month, so <laughs> that was very interesting. Um, nobody knew where to get anything, any information. Nobody knew what to do. And so we we were flat out um, pumping out information and sharing things and um, communicating with everybody. This time around has been quite different because people know where to go to find the information. Mm. They know where to go to get wage subsidies and resurgence payments. But, but at the same time, the unpredictability yes. of this one is the key one. You're yeah. bouncing up and down alert levels. It's, yeah. uh, there's, yeah. there's no trend to follow. There's That's no right. light at the end of the tunnel saying to Tangi Utakeri on Friday, what's, what's the plan B? Mm. Mm. You know, people are saying, okay, we're aiming for this 90%. 
percent. What if we don't get to ninety percent? What's Plan B? Mm. What what infrastructure are you putting put in place to support the healthcare uh, sector so that they can manage this? What are we going to do with business? How are you going to? No, no. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. Everyone needs to get. Yeah, we know that. Yes, but what if everyone doesn't? <laughs> yes, I know. And there doesn't seem to be a Plan B. It's a very eggs in one basket strategy at the moment. It is. I'm, I feel for businesses at the moment because there's so much uncertainty. And last year. When we came out of level three and went back to level two and people could shop, they did. They went out in force and they spent all their money. All those, especially the middle middle to upper class people that had a bit of extra money in their pocket that were going to go overseas or going to go do these things, went and spent locally and brought up large. This time around, they've spent all their money. Mm. They don't have any money mm. left. And also there's a lot of uncertainty with job security now compared to last year that people are just like, ah, you know, that little bit of extra money. I'm just going to put that in the bank and just wait and see. Um, and because we have to wear masks, that has really put people off going and shopping. Um, I wear glasses, so it's been a struggle. I've actually mm. booked in to get contact lenses because I just can't put up with wearing glasses and a mask oh, anymore. Wow. But I'm doing that because so I can be responsible and wear I a mask. I quite like the mask. I don't have to smile <laughs> It's such a nice. grouch. No, I'm not a grouch. It's just it's, it's tiring to smile at strangers. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel I have to anymore. Oh, I like the anonymity of a mask mm. because um, when you become a little bit more well-known in the community, you do feel eyes on you all the time. So if I have my mask on and my sunglasses... Doesn't it's work quite for me. Nice. Yeah, no. Maybe Look, who's, who's that giant, giant over there? <laughs> ah, it's Fraser. Yes. Uh, listen, we're almost out of time. Is there anything in particular, the business community, if they feel like they're struggling, is there anything you're offering at the moment or anything that you can point them in the direction of that might be of particular, knowing what the, the themes and challenges mm. of this m- moment in time mm. is, mm. what should people be looking for? Uh, call us. Mm. You know, we are always here for, as a friendly ear to have a chat. This is the time that businesses really need to be looking at some future proofing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best thing to do to be able to do that is to actually talk to someone about what your concerns are and to go through some different ideas. Because it was the theme of the, the first lockdown, wasn't it? It was, you know, take the time, use a little bit of the reserves, mm. that's what they're there for, and plan, mm. strategize, future proof. Do have people, you know, if people have already done that and there is no reserve, then all you're doing is watching a bank balance dwindle. Aren't you? Mm. A lot of those businesses that have done that, though, are doing okay. Oh. It's the ones that didn't do it last time right. that are not doing that great. So give us a call. But also we will be doing some more um, seminars and workshops, most likely online because mm-hmm. – we want to be responsible. Uh, we do have a meeting room in our office, but it doesn't have ventilation. So, you know, we just want to make sure that when we do things, we do them in the right way. Mm-hmm. But we will be um, hosting a virtual networking after work in the next couple of weeks um, because we can't get people together safely. You know, when you when you network um, with masks on, that, that becomes very yes. challenging. It, so, it's almost impossible. Yeah, so we'll be using Microsoft Teams. So if you don't know how to use it, you'll be able to learn um, to be able to just get some people together and, and some seminars and workshops. But we're always here. Please call us. Marvellous. Uh, Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion, thank you for joining us on The Catch-Up this morning. Thank you. And remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of The Catch-Up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. As I said before, no more catch-ups for the rest of this week. We'll be back next Tuesday uh, when I'm back from the school holidays. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.